A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, legends, we are back here. Scoopers here, round 26, and potentially one or two trades remaining. And I suppose we really just need to prioritize what we need to bring in. So for myself, I'm going to be needing a center uh, for next week. So that's where I'm going to be looking for my last trade. So, you know, suit that for yourself as to how that's going to look. Um, and, we'll, and we'll go through Scoop's team as well to kick things off. So my team's in a bit, in a bit of curry there. But uh, Scoop's 142 points behind me. And I think he's a half a chance of, of catching up with, you know, a couple less players out than myself. So... Yeah, you're sitting there with, what, four players out, right, coming into this week and, and still a few trades remaining, right? Yeah, I don't have too many. Uh, I've ha- I had five out originally, I think. Yeah, something like that. But I've got a couple of trades up my sleeve that I can definitely use to my advantage this week. Um, I have the Souths trio of Munro, Murray and Latrell, but Latrell's going to be gone for the year, so he has to go out, and then I've got to decide what to do with guys like uh, Garrick. Do I hold him for the last week and hope, or do I just bite the bullet now and move him on? So a little bit interesting news on that anyway. One of the guys commented um, on YouTube there, and he was saying that they think Garrick's only named there because out of their top 30, they have 10 injuries, um, and then a couple of other guys that they couldn't really select, like because it's extended squad up to 22. They've got, like, Garrick's one of those 10 injuries. Um, so they're just naming him on there because... They also named him before they got scans back in case. No, he, it was it was earlier that day. So it sounds like he's obviously, like, half a chance of playing, like, half. <laughs> um, but it more just like the other guys are definitely not playing and, and he's, like, the smallest chance. So they've got him in the on there. But, yeah, NRL Physio reckons the minimum's, like, three weeks for these things. And they, they have nothing to play for either, so... I just think he's gone, uh, unfortunately. So I'd, in your situation, I'd be trading him, him and Garrick, right? If you've got three trades, trying to load up this week, probably. Yeah, the only thing that stops me from selling him is that Penasini plays first game, I can loop him. And then if he goes really well for some reason, I can hold off on selling Garrick. Okay. And someone more expensive is out next week, like Cleary for some reason, then I'll trade the more expensive dude to get the most expensive. But yeah. like, I can sit and think about what I want to do, which is a bit of a rare luxury at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. This this last week especially has been the one to for those that have held trades and up until this point it wasn't really helping too much, was it? Um, you know, a few people have been kind of holding off, holding off, and yeah, this is when it's um it's going to work out these last two rounds. So good stuff, man. Sitting at yeah the thousand last week, the Greg Marzu saver after a couple of um as you said poor scores with with eels guys especially. It's a little bit unfortunate, but um, and then Brandon Smith in the seven, he's just he's just way too hard to to play each week, isn't he? He's like a looper or nothing, isn't he? Yeah, you've got to loop him or not. And then Cameron Munster just not getting any ball when Hughes dominated that side of the Dragons. I could not believe Munster got twenty five versus Dragons, but there you go. Hopefully, um, he fires up for these last couple of games. Yeah, and then Graham getting less than we probably thought as well. So yeah, it kind of. Didn't go too too poorly for you, and you should be making ranks the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, my 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 space, uh, my time at the top, I don't think it's going to last too long on that one. So, in this one, guys, we're just going to go through each position and and decide sort of the best players scoring wise, because you know, your last trade or two, the the price doesn't matter. So, if you have that certain amount available, then um that then go for that guy. Uh, there could be a guy we think matchup wise is going to score better over the last few rounds as well. So, in the hooking position. Harry Grant or Bust at you know anywhere near the top pricing. Players that could do okay would obviously be someone like you know a Blake Braley or an Appy at this point are probably the two. Chris Le- Chris Randall could also be okay, and then from there, probably Harrison Graham would be the only guy down below right that's that's you know a decent shout at the cheap price. Did you have anyone else in mind? Uh, Lachlan Croak has come back to the pack a bit, but I mean. If you're going to buy somebody for 700k, you can probably find more points. But position-wise, yeah, I mean, Damien Cook's in the buy. Robson's not great. Marshall King and Boyd are gone for the year. Like, it, there's such a gap between Harry Grant's arrest for this round especially. It's huge. Yeah, and probably the main reason we're talking about hookers in this one would be if he was to get rested next week and you're like, you just wanted to make sure you had that cover, then that, then that could be a way to think about it. But otherwise, I think we can go to any other position and get something better. Um unless you don't have Harry Grant. Get him in, obviously, there. So in the, the mid position, who are some guys you think are going to be the top? And really, we want to be making this decision based on who we think is going to definitely play two games. So with the with the Broncos just having their bye, guys like Payne House and Pat Carrigan, would you have them as, as you know high-priority targets? Or you know, do you think if they were to just get second and they can't move from second, that they would rest these guys? I don't know. It'd be probably weird to have two restings in three weeks, three weeks right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it really depends on where the Broncos want to finish on the ladder. And at the moment, there could be a significant difference between finishing first and finishing second. I hate to say it for the Warriors, but they have come back a little bit in the last few weeks. And depending on how form goes, you definitely might want to play one of Warriors instead of Storm, for example. So Mm. I think the minor premiership in first versus second still is quite important. But... um, yeah, I mean, if they're up by heaps in the last game, which probably they won't be considering it is Storm, like they might keep them off. But I mean, that often happens to Fords anyway. So mm. as it stands, I think Carrigan and Haas are in for some big minutes against some teams that are pretty keen to get some points and some wins like the Raiders and the Storm. Yeah, it's looking probably more and more likely that Yo might rest that last one, but I still think it's probably worth the risk to grab him as well. But I'd personally go Payne Haas, I think, first, and then and then Isaiah, probably Carrigan, third up, and or Tino. Tino might be the third best option as well. Thoughts there? 
Aquino, who's he got the last two weeks? He's he's very good. He he basically came back off that three week suspension, fresh, ready, and raring to go, and punched out an eighty or something like that. Yeah, seventy yeah, nine. So I think that he can really do some damage uh, potentially in that last week against the Bulldogs. He could barge over for a try and get a lot of tackle breaks. And I mean, just in general, they're missing a lot of players. They're going to need a leader on the field, and he's probably going to be one that is going to stand up. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely he could do well. I agree. Yeah, Payne House just over him. You know that Tino's going to play these last two games. That's probably the big thing there. Joe Tarpany, any thoughts on him? Do you think he can really push out a couple of good ones the last two? He's a scary one to own, that's for sure. Uh, as a Tarpany owner for the first half of the year, it wasn't a fun ride, but he has turned up a little bit in the back end of the season. Uh, his minutes still aren't super consistent. Like, he had a couple of 60 minutes, then a 50s, and then a 48 minute the other week, but his his scoring is generally pretty good these days, and so I think you can bank on him as a little bit cheaper option than those ones, and still get a fifty five. Yeah, definitely there. And then we go to mid range, I suppose. There's a couple of interesting ones, like Corey Waddell on the edge. He seems to score fairly well there. He, he works really hard, so he's he's at about that forty five to fifty odd average. Um, you've got Ruben Cotter, that cheap price at four seventy three. I think it's do or die for the cows this week. So. I suppose thinking about head-to-head finals as well. I think Cotter, if you if you need someone, at, he's at four seventy-three, and I'd expect at least a fifty-five to sixty-five minutes. Would you Would you think the same with their with their season on the line? Yeah, potentially. I think that um, well, it's them, the Bunnies, and the Roosters are the only three that can fight for that top eight spot. So they need to put their foot down and win these last two. So especially even in that last week against the Panthers, he could have a monster game there and just try his heart out. This week still could be pretty good. But yeah, especially in that last week, he could go for a big one with like 70 minutes just to make sure that there's maximum hope of them making the finals. Yeah, completely agree with that. He's definitely someone on the radar. And the main reason you'd be looking at mids right now is is Cam Murray for this week. And then Hopgood, I suppose, in that last week, if you don't have the, um, the middle cover. Uh, is is where we're thinking here on the midsection. So you go to the edge, and really, if you're looking at that list there, it's David Fafita up top, still clearly, like like we've been speaking about for a while. Any other sort of two week plays that you'd that you'd pick out of the edge? Um, none that really stand out at the moment. I mean, there's always the guys who can go big and have a decent ceiling, like Olakwatu can have the odd big game, but it really depends on matchups. Nat Butcher as well has um, got a big game in him and is pretty consistent this year. Yeah. If you're going to go for somebody who's a little bit cheaper that you could potentially bank on a good score this week, I really don't mind uh, Eliasa Katoa mm. against the Gold Coast. He could go through for some points. First half of the year, I think he scored one try in like 15 games. Yeah. Back half of the year, he scored a try every, every second game sort of a thing and Punched out some really good numbers. So if he can get uh, over the stripe this week again, uh, he could he could bust you out of 55, 60. Like, well, we saw what he did last week with 82 with a double. Yeah, definitely. He's under 600K, so that's cool as well. Corey Waddell at the 500, like I mentioned. He's got the jewel. You've got Lemuelu, who we'll speak about, obviously, in the centres as well, but that helps with the jewel for him being back. 486K. Should be able to get a 40-plus. So there's definitely some options. Dan Russell's still there. Obviously, a little bit more risky now. Um, yeah, Wade Graham. So, yeah, we're getting into some average scoring there. The Cleese Haas is obviously a, a sneaky one, and then and then Wong in the cheap range. So, if you were just looking to trade someone like, you know, I've got Jesse Cole 
Calhoun or you know, Valence Stefati, those guys that aren't going to play. If you can straight swap them for you know, a, a guy that you can get two weeks out of them, awesome. That's obviously if uh, you're not needing a specific position, I think, there. Kirk Capewell's been really good, sneakily as well, but he's got up to... He's got up to 622 after his amazing uh, bunch of weeks. So, yeah, up top it's for feeder. Isaiah Papali'i, I think he's actually turned the corner. It looks defensively he's actually having a real crack. So, yeah, him, Fazel, um, up top there would probably be really it, I suppose. Yeah, Britton Nicker has gone, uh, gone down a little bit as well. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Um, so yeah, that's the edge position at this point. We move to the halves, and I think well, you'd say most of us are pretty, pretty set in our half position, right? But uh, at this point, it's you know, Heinz Cleary. I wouldn't be having Johnson as his third best score. I think DC is going to be right up there this week, as well. Um, I suppose while we're on that question, who would you be looking at captaining this week? Would you stick with Cleary? Would you go Hines or potentially like a DCE um, or a Payne Haas or something like that? I think it always depends on whether you're head to head and matchup based, uh, or whether you're trying to boost ranks by going against the grain. But look. With the Eels as the way they are at the moment, it's really tough to go against Cleary. It is Thursday night, but we've shown that it's not necessarily a bad thing apart from the first two rounds. Look, I think it's really tough to take it off Cleary, particularly when the Sharks are playing the Knights, who are in a bit of form. Joey Manu versus the Tigers could be a real sneaky one, but, I mean, you've got to have a lot of courage to go there. Yeah, I think he'll he'll score really well. Rooster's in much better form too, so that's helpful, but... Yeah, when you look at Hines and, yes, playing up against a tougher outfit in, in the Knights, but, yeah, he did 90 very, very simply. Um, and the Panthers have been a little bit off the last few weeks and Eels aren't the same team right now. They're in free fall. Uh, sorry, mate. Uh, in 11th, you're about as bad as my as my team, the Cows. But, you know, at least in your, your scenario, you've got a bit of excuse with your best player out. So um, there's that there. I just think, I think Cleary will play well this week. And, yeah, again, if you want to go against the grain, sure. But I think Hines is just easy enough against the grain, and you know Manu has to do a lot to get to sort of seventy plus, doesn't he? Where where Hines can get there a lot, a lot easier, and it's a lot easier viewing, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So halves, that's uh, that's probably enough on that front. Any any cheaper halves you, you might look at? Obviously, Sam Walker's back, but I wouldn't be touching him personally. Weaver, I suppose, is still there, real cheap. There's too many that interest me, to be honest. Like, I guess. Campbell being out for the year is good for Weaver. Mm. If you're really looking for somebody basement cheap, but uh, as as a scorer, 
in year 17. I'm not super interested in many halves at the moment other than other than Weaver or somebody really, really cheap like that that, you know, can push out a half-decent score. Yeah. Um, so I've obviously got Garrick. And if you have about that, I've got 71 in the bank. And that, that allows me to actually get Munster if I just want to go for, like, a, a top scorer. If, if you didn't have him, is he still someone you think could, could do really well over these last two weeks if you had that extra cash? As an owner, I might be biased and all doom and gloom, but like we, we've been hoping we get post-Origin Munster absolutely firing up, but it hasn't really quite happened yet. Like We've got a couple of 60s, but both of those have had tries in them. He did say that he had a rib injury post-Origin and had been, I guess, affecting him a little bit. Okay. But, um, I don't know how much that factors into how he's scoring. Hughes has stepped up the last couple of weeks and taken points away from him, so... Well, he is a good one, and I mean, against the Gold Coast, anything can happen, and he could go for finally go for that big one. But I mean, when does he do it? He didn't do it against Para, really. Didn't do it against the Dragons last week at all. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tough call to say yes, he'll be great with any certainty. Yep, agreed. Uh, centers, we have Lomax coming back. Would you show any caution towards him with the injuries coming off? Yeah, I would say so. Like, mm. he's is he the second most expensive centre now? Yeah, seven twenty one k. That's that's massive. You might as well just go Gagai. Yeah, especially because Gagai has um, dragons in the last in the last week. So I would probably go down if you're really looking for another centre. And obviously, you probably already have Manu. I'd be looking more towards a Farnworth or look even a Stephen Crichton with a couple of really interesting matchups. He's going to get rested for sure, I think. That's my only worry. There was talk of him getting rested last week, him and Liam Martin, and they haven't. So I think last week for sure um, for Stephen. But that could be all of them, to be fair. could be Edwards and those guys that kind of didn't really, you know, they kept backing up. Um, and Edwards hasn't had a break with Origin, like over the Origin period. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think he can definitely. Tracy's available at centre as well, I think. He's not doing too bad. Yeah, Tracy's definitely one to look at, isn't he? So, 489, very, very cheap on that front. And, yeah, got a 50 last week, didn't he? 50, yeah, 51. So, 45 and 51, those last two. Um, and that was just one try assist last last week. So, yeah, he's at that Lem early range. So, if you do have Lem already, then then Tracy could yeah, could probably be just, just as good and a little bit less owned, which is nice for him. But, yeah, Gagai up top, guys, and Manu would probably have Manu just ahead of him at this point, but if you can get Gags in, he's um he's just absolutely dominating at the moment. Still seeing Lomax will come back and do well. I'm likely going to have to select Farnworth uh, just because I can't get up to those top guys just. And you look at his scores, they're actually wild. I think he's gone lowest score of like 34, 35, and the highest score is like 60-odd. So as consistent as it can be for Herbie. A little bit different to his counterpart in uh, Katoni Stags, and it's actually crazy that they're almost at the same price six forty seven, and then Stags is six thirty four. Um, for how, you know, Farnworth's averaged forty seven point five, and Stags averaging thirty eight, and they're pretty much the same price. So it's crazy how that five round average just works, doesn't it? It's been a wild old season for Stags. At the beginning of the season, a few people jumped on thinking he might go good back from a couple of injuries, and he. Apart from a couple of games, he had an absolutely shocking start. I think he dropped below 400k. Yeah. <laughs> and he's absolutely shot up the last few weeks with some really big ceiling scores. So, I mean, I don't know whether that's form and that's going to continue or you go with the higher average. I mean, it's it's a boom or bust play, Stags, but at 634k, it sort of turns me off a little bit knowing that 
he can drop a twenty or an even team score. Yeah, you'd have um, you'd have Ramian over Stags, and I think yeah, Farnworth's your safe one. And then it's you know Timiko and Ramian I'd have in a similar similar boat, but I think Raiders have got a tough couple of matchups as well. They have um, who do they have? They have who's their hard one this week? Broncos. Broncos. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. So there's the Broncos, the one I was thinking of. So. Yeah, that's that on that front. And then you've got Suali'i, who has that, obviously, centre and wing and uh, fullback duel, which could help you next week as well. And he's been scoring uh, really well. So, yeah, centres, there's a lot of options, actually, which is strange for, for this time of year and um, centres in general, right? And then the wing fullback side of things, you know, for those that, you know, obviously, Drinkwater would be, Drinkwater and Ponga are up top. Most of us have them already. Um, and then it's going to be, Probably Greg Mazu, isn't it? Would be the the next option, or like a, a Walshy, I'd say. Toto could definitely have a couple of good weeks. They're probably the three, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think they're at the top. I mean, Mazu's been t- just about topping the wing fullback averages most of the year, and we finally saw him go big last week, much to my delight. Yes, fifty three point six. Last week, they're not as weak down to left wingers compared to right wingers, but still, he could have a good day there as well. Yeah. Uh, would you pick Suali'i over Kiraz right now? Yes, I think I probably would. Like, the Roosters are coming home strong, and they are a real chance to make the eight. They're one of three teams fighting for it, and I think that they'll need to do everything they can to make it in. So I don't I don't mind them as an option compared to a bottom eight wing fullback um, that season's pretty much over. Yeah. And there's a few other options down there. You've got Dylan Edwards, who yeah, has that um, resting risk, but a much better score from him last week, obviously. Geordie Rappenaar, we've got Connor Tracy, as we spoke about. So, yeah, boom and bust with Geordie, 16 into an 84, which is incredible. Tracy will be a consistent guy. So, I suppose, yeah, based off what you need, right? And, and as you said, with the head-to-head final, captaincy could be where you make that change. And what you need to be looking at with that, guys, is if you... You know, see your different, your 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 unique players to each other. Do you think that you're going to be able to beat them? And if you think it's a no based on their averages, and it's like, okay, well, guys like Jordy Rappiner, I suppose Edwards has the boom or bust at the moment too. Those type of players there, maybe using a last trade on one of them. If you think you're going to lose, just to try and potentially propel you over the top. You know, Kiraz is probably going to be like a a forty to fifty kind of guy most weeks, right? He's gone thirty eight, thirty eight in a row, so showing his consistency. So. Probably based off that. And if you're on the other side of it and you're in the lead, you think you're in the lead and, and maybe just going for that consistent guy is going to be the best way to go about it as well. Um, so there's actually a fair few options, right? The issue is we don't have a lot of, we don't have many trades. Uh, one for myself, a few for you. Any other um, advice, I say, for the you know, your last trade or two there, Scoop? Yeah, um, something I've been heavily weighing up the last couple of days is thinking about maximizing the team value that's playing so you're gonna there's a lot of guys that we're looking at selling at the moment like Latrell and Garrick and around that price so it's sort of six seven hundred k that if you're missing them in round 27 that's going to suck quite a lot but if you end up selling cheaper guys just so that you might have Garrick back and that you have sort of the substandard scorer you might have, instead of two and a half million not playing next week, you might have three million not playing. And that's sort of something that could actually really hurt you if you don't actually have enough star power on the field. So that's why I'm actually considering um, holding someone like Garrick if Penasini can score well enough and then potentially sell someone if they're rested. Like if Cleary's rested next week, yeah. I want to be able to buy anybody who I want. 
instead of, of like a sub seven hundred guy. Yeah, get the top score available. That is something I'm strongly considering. Yeah, and that's a great idea, and that's something you can do um, if you if you're going to get a solid seventeen and pretty similar thoughts to over the origin period, right? Like you know, round round thirteen, if you had you know thirteen average players, or you have eleven to twelve guns, and and obviously that means you have the, that gun in that round, and obviously in next week in round twenty seven as well. Um, so yeah, great thoughts um, to finish things out, guys, and I appreciate you guys for for checking in. A little bit of a shorter one today. It's all we really needed, which was good. Um, and yeah, two rounds to go to see if Scoop can beat me, hey, and get close to the top of that private group. It's been a been a very fun season. Thanks uh, to everyone for being here.